All right. Well, this is just your weekly reminder that we post every Tuesday at 5 p.m. on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube for the full visuals. This is talking about the Nothing But Controversy episodes. We now post a new segment slash show called More Controversy, where we post our interviews on Fridays at 7 p.m. Um, you can still follow us on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Facebook at Nothing But Controversy. Uh, and if you want a link to all of those links and all those social medias go to our instagram bio and click the link in there this episode of nothing but controversy is brought to you by bet99.com canada's newest online sportsbook and casino be sure to check out the player props bet builder and their risk-free live bet bonuses use code boxing99 for a sports welcome offer deposit match of 100 percent up to 600 dollars. this is nothing but controversy That was a great intro song. And with that being said, what's up, guys? And welcome to episode 22 of the Nothing But Controversy podcast. We are officially 122 days away from the start of the 2021 NFL regular season. And oh, baby, do we have a doozy of an episode for you today. Let's look at the schedule, okay? We start off with this week in sports. A lot of stuff happened. Then we go into our question of the week. Then we play a little game we like to call Guess Who. Then we have our bold prediction of the week. Then we're going to do another segment that we love to do called Think Fast. And then we go to NBC Trivia. Spoiler alert, Dawson's hosting this time. And then we, we intro a new freaking segment called You Ask, We Answer. What the heck is that? I don't know, but we'll find out in a bit. All right? Then we got top five. Then we got lock of the week in terms of betting. Who is excited? Hey. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Cool. That being said, let's go into our first segment. Segment we're going to start every week with, and that's the segment we like to call "This Week in Sports." So this week in sports, a lot of stuff happened. Um, before we get into it, one of the biggest stories in the NHL was that was the whole Tom Wilson situation. But we're not going to talk about that in this week in sports, just because that's going to be our spoiler, spoiler alert, alert. part of our question of the week. So, I don't know if any of you guys want to bring something up right now. I have two things to bring up, but I'll, I guess I'll go first. My first thing is the number one pound-for-pound pound boxer in the world, Canelo Alvarez, took on Billy, Billy Joe Saunders this weekend on Saturday and won by breaking his orbital bone, so like kind of like his eye socket, and he had to get surgery and stuff. Um, so, he won by TKO. Uh, capturing another one of the belts in the super middleweight division and uh, proving once again why people just consider him the best pound-for-pound fighter in the world. I don't know if you guys watched that fight. I know Shane had a bunch of money on it. Shane won big, baby. Canelo by KO. Okay, just quickly, before we talk about the actual sport, what what do people mean when they say pound-for-pound best boxer? Okay, so, like, you're not going to have a heavyweight fight a lightweight. Right. Because that yeah. heavyweight would obviously win. Yes. Because he's just way stronger and way more powerful. Yes. So, like, when, a term, when it comes to, like, pound for pound, it's just, like, 
the guy who's the best fighter, best head movement, best okay. fighting technique. Okay. Just like if this guy was this guy's weight, he would win in a fight. So, so Canelo, it's, yeah, you were saying that Canelo is the best boxer on the planet. So he's like the most dominant in his class than anyone else. In a it's sense. not even that. It's just you you pit him up against anyone at his weight, okay. pound for pound. Got it. He's the best fighter. Got it. You know. So that's kind of what it means. Okay. I did not watch the fight, but uh, I heard a rumor Shane won some bread on that fight. I did. I did. I put 50 bucks down and we came back with 150. Damn. Yeah. I complain about that. No, it was a great night. Mm. All right. What's your other story, Maddie? Yeah. The next thing I want to bring up my boy, Connor McDangles. Getting 100 points in 53 games. The obvious choice for Hart Trophy was the obvious choice a, a good solid two months ago. Oh, Stop about shaking that. your head. Stop shaking your head. No, he wasn't. It was he not wasn't. an obvious choice two months ago. It was. It was absolutely the obvious choice. He wasn't. Shane, stop saying that. You just like Patty Kane. It's okay. It's okay. Next, next. Okay, next, next, next is gonna win the trophy. He's gonna win the trophy. He's the best player in the world. Anyway. He will. He will. Absolutely. But it doesn't mean he was an obvious choice two months ago. There was an NHL. There was a bunch of NHL analysts, experts who know a lot more about a lot more about hockey than us. Vote on the award. Patrick Kane winning the thing. That's all it comes down to. All right. Closer. It was a lot closer two months ago. Now there's no there's no other way to go with it. Connor McDavid will win the heart, deservedly so. Had a crazy season. Might never see this again, but it was a little close a while ago. Holy fuck. I agree. What? No, Connor McDavid is just a god. I, god, I swear, guys, this might sound controversial, but as long as I've been alive, I don't think I've ever seen a person play better hockey than Connor McDavid. That might be crazy to say because we've lived through guys like Cindy Crosby, like Alex Ovechkin, like Patty Kane. Never. Don't think I've ever seen someone so dominant on the ice. It's amazing. Matt, what's, what's, what's another nickname for Connor McDavid? There's Connor McDangles. What's another one? Connor McJesus. Speaking of Jesus, ladies and gentlemen, Tim Tebow is back in the NFL. Tim Tebow is back in the NFL. Breaking news, Tim Tebow signs a one-year deal or is expected, I don't know if he did yet, with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Trevor Lawrence to Tim Tebow, imagine that connection. Um, I just wanted to bring it up, but I really want to hear Shane, the, the Gators fan, talk about this a little more. He's one of the main reasons I'm a big Gators fan. I missed him in the NFL. I think Josh McDaniels absolutely ruined him in the NFL. And I, he never would have been a star quarterback, but I just don't think Josh McDaniels knows how to use running quarterbacks. Uh, started there. We've seen it with Cam Newton now. But now he's back. He's a tight end. Comeback player of the year, baby. Whoa. That's a bold statement. I, honestly, I'm, I'm happy to see it. I love Tebow. I think he's electric. But I, I think he should have done this a long time ago. He should have done this five years he ago. Had, he had this opportunity when he was still in the league. He should, probably should have done it. Um, that being said, I'm excited to see what, he, what he'll do. He's 34, right? He still has a little life yeah. left in him. Oh, okay. So. if he brings back that celebration. Shane. Oh, I forgot about Tebow. If he brings it I back. just got to say, like – you just said that Tim Tebow is going to win comeback player. Yeah, it, was, it, was, was, it was just Joe. I know, but I'm just saying, you're, you want him to win, but you got Saquon coming back too. <laughs> oh, 
Also, if you remember on a podcast, you asked me who I thought was going to win, and Saquon was not the guy I said he was going to win. Yeah, but you know, you got to hope for your guy. You got to hope that he's going to win. You know who's going to win? Carson Wentz. I don't think he's going to win. Agreed. Carson Wentz is going to win. In other news, I don't bring. I don't go for it, Matt. You think yeah. Jameis Winston would would qualify for the award? I think so. I, I don't know. Because yeah. technically, he is coming back. Like, played last from what? I mean, he's on the bench. He was the second string. I don't think Maybe. that. I don't think he was the third string, really. If we think about I don't think it, that's how him being a comeback player of the year? No, because the way the Saints used him was he was the second string. And Taysom Hill was a third string. So Taysom Hill would play all like the Swiss Army knife. And then, and then Taysom Hill started a game over Jameis Winston. Yeah, exactly. Which was weird. Yeah. In my opinion. But yeah. So like when it was when Drew Brees was starting, he was like Jameis yeah. was the backup. Yeah. That makes sense. Anyways, we're getting off topic here. All right. Well, I, I don't really bring hard hitting sports content to this week in sports. So the one thing I really want to touch on briefly is the Logan Paul. Floyd Mayweather fight again. I think we spoke about it briefly last week, but they had their little, I don't know if it was a weigh-in or just like a presser or something, but fucking Jake Paul stealing the hat off fucking Floyd Mayweather. I hate him. I hate him. Shane, we posted an Instagram post last night with Shane officially calling out Jake Paul for a fight. Uh, Shane, I don't know if you want to make any statements to Mr. Paul and his team at this time, um, or if we want to let uh, our agents handle that behind the scenes, but. Listen, I do my talking in the ring. That's it. That's it. So, Jake, the nothing but controversy boys, we want controversy. Um, you know where to find us. So, that's yeah. all I had to say. But he's just such a fucking loser. And listen, put all the money you want on the table. The only way we're going to get Shaner into the ring is if we, get, we let him have a couple beers before. Uh, let, him, let him get nice and angry with, with a couple brewskis. <laughs> and, uh, get him in the ring. I don't think you're going to want to fight a little tipsy Shaner. Yeah. For the record. That was my first thought, also. <laughs> All right, someone talk about serious sports stuff. All right, the Colts, big signing today. A little bit sneaky, got a lot of coverage, but Eric Fisher going to Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. I'm excited for my boy Carson Wentz. See what's up. How do you feel about that, Dawson? I'm pumped. I, I honestly thought it was going to be uh, Leno from the Bears. I really thought it was going to be, be – but I don't, I don't know when Fisher's coming back. Some people said August. Some people are saying, like – week four or five like I don't know I think he'll be back like early early on in the year but he can't be worse than what we had fucking at left tackle like chartered to be at left tackle scheduled to be at left tackle because I don't even know who it was but uh, no I'm pretty pumped am I crazy to think that Eric Fisher has been like struggling I think so yeah like are you sure he's been like a pro bowler well he's been a pro bowler but he also got drafted first overall what in 2017 16 no, a pro bowler once, but I'm pretty sure like the last couple of years he's been struggling. I could be wrong, but 2013. 2013. Shit, that's crazy. Wow, really? Wow. I mean, we can just point to how much Patty Mahomes struggled without him in the Super Bowl. Obviously, yeah. it was both tackles, but yeah, I think having Fisher there kind of would have helped a little. I and again, it's it. Nothing is worse than what we had scheduled to fucking to be there because I don't know who it was. So I'm happy. No complaints. Yeah. Good for him too. Got a one-year deal. Yeah. A little bit of a prove-it contract. Prove-it contract. Yeah, upwards yeah. of fifteen, maybe more next year. So, exactly. It's it's what we did. It's what we did with uh, with Xavier Rhodes last year. He was struggling, obviously not coming off an injury necessarily, but a big prove-it contract, and it shows that we pay our guys because we re-signed them. So, 
Yeah. Again, no complaints from me. I'm a happy boy. All right. All right. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna kick it over to hockey here, but not the NHL. I'm Long fucking out. I'm out. And the week before <laughs> uh, was the double IHF U18 championship. Uh, Canada took home the gold against Russia 5-3, led by Shane Wright and Connor Bedard. If you look at that tournament, the top three point getters were number one, Matt Vyachkov from Russia, Shane Wright, and then Connor Bedard. Those three players aren't even draft eligible this year. Wow. Michkov and Bedard are 2023, and Shane Wright is 2022. So the top three players can all go back next year in the U18 tournament. I saw this post. Like, it was like TSN. They posted, like, are we looking at the next Crosby and Ovechkin and Connor Bedard and Michkov? Yeah. I was like, what? I would not put it past them. I don't think you realize how good these two are. I watched Connor Bedard try the lacrosse move in the semis when they were up like 2-1 or whatever, like 2 nothing or I don't know what this – it was a close game though and he tried a lacrosse move and all, literally just swung it over the net. But that kid is special, man. He's Connor Bedard is the first player to get exceptional status in the WHO. Yeah, he's – And he led the league in points. What's in, exceptional status? Like you could play like when you're 15, really young? 15, okay. Yeah. Okay. So, and he led the league in points. And they actually did, like, this is going to be, like, a stretch. But they did, like, a comparison in McDavid's exceptional year in the OHL. And he was miles ahead of McDavid. Like, McDavid averaged, like, 1.1 points a game or something. And Bedard was, like, 1.9. Damn. Yeah. Damn. Okay. All right, we good? I'm good. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to our next segment. A segment we do every single week. That's a segment we like to call Question of the Week. So uh, this week for the Question of the Week, um, I don't know. If you're a hockey fan and you haven't heard about this story, I mean, I probably said it a couple times. You've probably been living under a rock. But uh, pretty much the biggest story in the NHL this week was uh, – was something that happened in the Washington Capitals New York Rangers game where a brawl kind of broke out and Tom Wilson absolutely just like roughed up ragdolled yeah. yeah like like it's hard to explain like Artemi Panarin and whatever his name is Busnevich or whatever right mm-hmm. um and then this guy gets Okay, so, like, basically what – if you're a football fan, uh, like, this was so dirty. Like, <laughs> you could almost compare it to, like, a guy taking off another guy's helmet and trying to hit him with it. <laughs> so, Miles Garrett. Uh, I.e. <laughs> Miles Garrett. Like, <laughs> so, like, maybe you should roll that clip. <laughs> Beyond words, Joe. Oh, gosh. They're, they're, well, they're, they're absolutely – I mean, this is multiple game suspension right here. It's just – I mean, it's, I, I hate that anybody even has to watch this. So, yeah, when you think about it, like, that's kind of crazy. And this guy gets $5,000 and no suspension. When a guy like Miles Garrett, who just did that, got the entire rest of the season. And, like, how much did he get fined? Like, two fifty, one million. I don't think a million, but it was, it was definitely six figures. Definitely. He six was figures. out for the rest of the year. 
and which is an appropriate thing. Like you could kill someone with a helmet, I think. Literally, absolutely. You hit them hard enough. Um, so our question of the week is, do you think the Rangers handled the Tom Wilson situation properly? And before we get into it, basically what they did is they issued a statement after uh, NHL player safety like gave them his $5,000 fine. Basically, the statement said, in lame terms, the NHL, you suck. George Peros, who's a head of player safety, you should get fired. That's kind of what the, the contract said. I don't know if I'm missing anything. That's pretty much what the gist of it was. Mm-hmm. So our question of the week is, do you think they handled that properly? I'll go first. I'm going to say absolutely. Okay. The team stuck behind their players, defended the team, and issued a statement saying exactly what the rest of the NHL has been thinking for a while. It was about time, because George Peros is a goon and should not be the head of player safety. This guy who was like, the, like when his, in his era, when he was playing, his career was all about, he was a goon. He was the guy who would get brought up from the minors to fight, like just to stir up shit. Okay, and you're gonna put this guy at the head of player safety. Look, I'm all for like everyone's getting soft, you know, contact sports and stuff, but like there's gotta be a line to be crossed. You know, like first of all, just the fact that you put a goon at that position just seems like he's underqualified right away. Okay. Second of all, like five thousand dollars for something that dangerous, especially when Artemi Panarin is out for the season now, like kind of crazy in my opinion so if 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 i if i was on that organi- on that team and they issued that statement i'd be like holy shit i'm pumped to be a, a ranger right now yeah that. i i agree that it's good for like team morale but what was also good for team morale was fucking six guys dropping the gloves in the first two minutes like i i just as much as it's good that the rangers voiced that and it's what the nhl has been thinking what did it do other than get them a quarter million dollar fine. No, but like to me, to me, what you're saying is the, the way to improve team morale is to drop the gloves, six guys, but that shouldn't how it should be fixed. Right. But because all this, that's doing, all that's doing is saying, okay, if, if someone gets fucking hurt, someone could freaking lose their career and all that's, and you're just going to stick up for the guy by fighting. Right. I mean, but I nothing changed. Punish, I know, but there should be a punishment. Yes. More than $5,000. So when the Rangers are like, what the fuck is this guy doing? He needs to be suspended. To me, I would have suspended Tom Wilson indefinitely. Absolutely. But, but, the question, but the question of the week is, did the Rangers handle it properly? Tom Wilson didn't get an extra suspension. He didn't get an extra fine. Nothing happened. So clearly, something wasn't handled properly. Like, I, I, I agree that, like, I was all for the statement. I'm all for this. I'm all for that. But nothing happened. So something didn't go right. Like, and again, respect to the Rangers, but you're never gonna the nhl is never ever going to admit you know what we're wrong like we fucked up and which is which is fucked up but that's just the way it is yeah it's, it's sad honestly. i agree with you like what you know what ended up happening bushnevich cross cross checked manta in the neck or the jaw whatever it was and got suspended for a game it, it solved nothing honestly it really solved nothing I don't think they handled it incorrectly at some point you got to stand mm-hmm. up for yourself and say i'm going to take this into my own hands and we can respect the hell out of them for doing that. I agree with you, though, Dawson. It didn't really solve anything. and I mean, it was entertaining for everyone in the NHL world. Everyone that watches hockey had that game on. But Hell yeah. 
I don't right. think it really solved anything. And it's not even the first time this has happened this year, right? Like this is the like, we're just Montreal fans, so we we had it happen to us firsthand. I mean, it wasn't as bad as the Tom Wilson thing, but Tyler Myers hit who yeah. was it? Armia, and yeah. Armia got a concussion, and there was there was no he didn't even get penalty. a fine, and all that happened next game is oh Joel Edmondson came up to him at the center ice at the start of before the game started. He's like, we're gonna go. Their first shift, they went, and then boom, it was like Armia's concussion was not even there. He was gone for a whole month. Like, yeah. it's 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 unfair to these players that are getting hurt. Like, like yeah. there has to be, like, percussion. I'm not saying like you're wrong by like because I think the I'm saying the Rangers handled it well. And the Rangers handled it pretty much as well as I think they could have. Let me let me and, jump in with the most controversial statement I will ever say on this podcast. Yes, Tom Wilson deserved a suspension, but. What he did is not as bad as what everyone thinks he did. Yes, he punched Pavel Buchnevis in the head. He did it. He did, in the scrum, he punched him. But Artemi Panarin went after Tom Wilson. It wasn't Tom Wilson that grabbed Artemi Panarin out of the pile and started hitting him. Artemi Panarin went after him, and Tom Wilson was defending himself, as any hockey player would have done. Yeah, but he threw him to the ground, and when he was on the ground, Artemi Panarin's helmet came off, and he was on the ground, and he kept going. But he like never bounced his – he never hit his head off the ice or anything. He I know, was, but I – But he had the intention. I know what you're saying, that but if, if he – that, that was a couple inches from Artemi Panarin's life ending. Like, it was. He, he, like, that's they, so he never hit his head. He just pushed him, and then he started punching him, as he would – as any fighter in the NHL would have done. Tom Wilson pulled Artemi Panarin down by his hair. But, but like, Artemi Panarin went after him as – I understand, as, but when a guy doesn't have his helmet on, it's, it's – like square up and fight him. Don't pull him down by the hair and smoke. He, he should have been suspended, but he shouldn't have been suspended for as long as you're saying that he should have been suspended. I don't even. Like, I, think, I don't care about I those. Think a play that, I think a play that happens where you can consider it to be life and death. It's 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 a so well, such I an issue. The league looked at it and probably said Artemi Panarin went after him first, and he's protecting himself. But at what point do you say like? Putting a guy down who has no helmet on by the hair and almost smoking his head on the ice is, I know, like, I'm is a good play to buy. Like it's that's good def- like self def- self defense. I don't I don't know. Suspended, but he should not be suspended indefinitely. That's a, and you know like what? All players should carry the, pepper spray. Yeah, like the major like the major problem, the major problem with the NHL is that ninety nine point nine 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 percent of the people in the NHL or any hockey fan said he deserves an, a, a suspension. He does. And it's the literally the zero point zero zero one percent that's head of NHL player safety that say yeah. I'm a goon, so this is hockey. Like oh, it's so he stupid. Suspension. He just doesn't deserve as long as you are saying that he deserves it. Okay. But, yeah. But I, yeah. The Rangers putting out that statement was stupid. Did nothing but hurt their team. Them on the ice fighting. I agree with that. I agree with squaring it up, fight, fight it out because that's show that you're you're a team and you're gonna fight for your teammates. But them releasing the statement was completely wrong, and they should not have done that. I think all that the, the statement does is, is prove to the players, like we're here for you. You know, and, like, and we're here for you before the league. Fired the next morning. That's what it did. Yeah, we're, we're still not sure if that's the cause of the fire. I don't think that was the cause. They said it wasn't the cause, but the yeah, cause. that that uh, I don't know. I, I it definitely might have contributed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me, it, uh, I don't know. I mean, they didn't have a good year or anything, but. I guess I'm also viewing it on the player's point of view, right? Yep. Like it's to me, it's just if, if I'm in a locker room and my fucking best bud gets almost fucking could like get a concussion or like lose his fucking like like get like CTE just from like that one play because it was so close. Like 
to me, like just getting up the next day, going out and fighting six guys doesn't justify it. It's not, it's, okay, it's but not good like, like, no, but no, but it, like, it, let, let put exactly what you just said. Your buddy just got almost slammed to the ice, whatever yeah. is your first reaction. I want to beat the shit out of whoever did that. Or yeah. is it, I want my dad to write a note to their, this guy. No, no, no. no. Okay. No, 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 that's not what I'm saying. What I'm, I'm like, I'm pro Rangers and I'm like every argument that I'm saying is just a shot to NHL player safety, a shot yeah, to yeah. George Peros. It's not a shot to the Rangers. Cause I think I would have done the exact same thing. Like I said before, what would I would have done the exact note, same thing. That note did nothing. Like it, nothing came of them writing that note except for them losing. A lot, I, I think, I think it definitely showed the players like we're here for you. So I disagree with you, but um, like to me, it's just, I think th- they need to change the management of player safety. Like, I think it's just happened so many times and this is the worst time. And if he didn't even get a suspension, they, they like, to me, that's crazy. To it, but that note is not what's going to make them change it. I think it might be the way for Fair. a couple more teams to, to stand out, mm-hmm. stand up against um, other issues that they see fit. And like, if they want to put out a statement, um, it gives other teams a voice to do that. I didn't agree with it though. I mean, what if they're for them for doing that? I just don't think taking a Twitter and Facebook and yeah, if like, teams pick up the phone. A quarter yeah. million dollars every time you do that, how many teams are going to want to step up and be like, but fuck that? It's also a very bad look on the NHL. Like, oh, yeah, you want to speak up against us? Here's a quarter million dollar fine. Like, it, it's that's kind of fucked up. But like Cam said, I think publicly handling it maybe wasn't the best route. If they picked up the phone and they said all those things and they read that exact statement, they wouldn't have got fined $250,000. But I get that you were, you know, showing your – your boys, why you like you were reaching out and building team morale and things like that, but it, it's tough. It's tough. All right, uh, quick question before we jump in. I asked Cam, uh, Matt this: Would you want Tom Wilson on your team? Absolutely, any day of the week. Yeah, okay. yeah. Why not? He's a contributor. Like he's putting up points. He's he's played with Ovechkin before. I don't know if he's still on his line now, but Tom Wilson is Josh Anderson on steroids. It's literally what Tom Wilson is. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe he has a roid rage. It might be. <laughs> Probably is. Yeah, All right. This guy, this guy a piss sample. Yeah. All what right. We got next, Matt. All right. Let's go to our next segment. This is a little game we like to play. A game we like to call Guess Who. So we haven't done this in like maybe a month, month and a couple weeks. Uh, so basically for those who don't know, guess who is just a little game where when you were younger, it was just like you'd play against someone. You just ask yes or no questions to narrow it down to some people. Okay. And we're going to do it in terms of like athletes. So we pick an athlete and then we go around asking yes or no questions. Once let's say I have a player, Dawson asks me a yes or no question. I say, yes, he has two seconds, two to three seconds to guess the person. If he guesses wrong, he's frozen and he cannot ask a question until someone else guesses wrong. But he could also just choose to not guess and continue going. Okay, simple enough. I'll I'll go first and I'll say we'll go Dawson Cam Shaner. All right, so we're going speed edition here. We're not going. Uh, we're not taking our time to ask questions. Quick, quick, quick. All right, male. Yes. Oppo. Yeah. NFL. Yes. 
Oh, it's my turn. Uh, currently playing. No. NSC. Yes. Did he only ever play in the NFC? Can't tell you. How do you Sorry. expect us to ask questions if you don't even know the All right. Retired in the last five years. I think so. No, no. Okay. Say maybe. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. NFC East. No. Uh, did he play for any of our teams? Like our favorite teams? Yes. No. Um, is he a Hall of Famer, or is he about like on the? Don't think. Don't think he will. Okay. Don't think he. Oh fuck. That's harsh. Um, never won a Super Bowl. No. Quarterback. No. Uh, AFC uh, NFC South. No. Receiver. No. Running back. Yes. NFC West. No. So we've established that he was in the NFC North. Mm-hmm. I'll just say like he was in the NFC North for the like for his good years because I don't know if he like changed. Yeah, okay, running back. Me too. I really want to throw out a guess here. No, I want to. Also. We'll ask a question first. Um, did he play for the Bears? He did. Oh, yeah, you got Damn. it. The Jets. He played for the Jets. He played for the Jets. Okay, okay. I, I was like, Damn. I was thinking Dolphins, but I guess I was just like same division yeah. wrong. Oh man, I knew yeah. it. I All love right. Matt Forte, bro. He was so nasty. good. Him and Arian Foster. Yeah. Don't think he's gonna be a Hall of Famer though. No. All right. I'm ready to go. Let's go, Matt Camshing. Uh, male. Yes. Football. Yes. CFL. No. NFL. Yes. AFC. Yes. Did he play for the Colts? No. Did he play in the AFC East? Yes. Quarterback. No. Running back. No. Is he currently playing? No. Hall of Famer? Uh, I don't know if he is yet, but he will be. Defensive player? Yes. Wait, what did you just ask? I didn't hear. Defensive player. Oh. Did he play for the Jets? No. Linebacker? No. Play for the Pats? Nope. Did he play for the Bills? No. Okay. Safety? Nope. Corner? No. I mean, defensive line, I guess. Yes. I have a, oh my God! Is he? Did he ever play in the CFL? Uh, no, but I know who you're thinking of. Okay. All right. All right. All right. I thought I was gonna get away with a quick one there. No. I'm blanking on names here. Was he a defensive end? Uh, yes. Yeah. Would you like to guess, Shane? No, I have no idea. Oh, okay. I have zero idea. Do I win? I don't know. What to... uh... <laughs> I- I'm going to go back. I'm not sure if he played DN full-time. Good. Honestly, I have no idea. I can't, I can't even tell you. Do I, win? I was thinking of the guy Cam was thinking of, and I couldn't even think of his name. So. Cam Wake? Yeah. That's yeah. 
Nope. He says a defensive end. Wait, did, I, did you say he still plays? No, right? No, he doesn't. He could go to the Hall of Fame. I don't know if he already is. He very well could be. I might know who it is. I think he is. I know who it is. I think I know who it is. Shane. Is it Jason Taylor? He played for, hey. the, played for the Jets also. Did he? Yeah. Oh. Respect. Couldn't have told you. All right, Cam. Let's hear it, baby. Go crazy. Who's your – Shane, okay. you start. Yeah, Shane, go, then Dawson, then Matt. That's the order I have it on my screen. Uh, NHL? Yeah. Whoa. Um, currently playing. Yeah. Uh, currently in the Canadian division. No. Is he Canadian? No. Does he play in the Western Conference? No. And Chris, what do you mean by Western Conference? Like right now or usually? Well, either way, no. Usually. Okay. Okay. Mm. Um, Does he play goalie? No. Is he a forward? Yeah. Does he play for the Washington Capitals? No. I don't know why I have to think of that one. (laughs) Also not in the West. Does he play for the Nashville Predators? No. Are they in the West? No. Yeah, he said the West. No, No, I said not in the West. Oh, not in the West. Have you ever played for one team? Uh, Yeah, as far as I know, yeah. Is his jersey number above 80? No. Does he play for the Tampa Bay Lightning? No. Wait, you said he was a forward? Yeah. yeah. Uh, you guys have some shit that can narrow it down, though, that I'm thinking of. But anyways. Does he play in Florida? No. Does he play in New York? Yeah. Is it your favorite player? The guy you said he was going to win the heart? Artemi Panarin? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Tommy Panarin not only played for one team. Who do you play for? Oh, it's true. I'm the the Blue Jackets. Yeah, that's my bad. (laughs) Sorry, boys. Don't have me tripping. Yeah, we all messed up on our answers here, so. All right. uh, Go. You already chose Artemi Panarin once. (laughs) Forget who. (laughs) We played it three times. (laughs) No, no chance. I chose uh, Bobrovsky, I think. That you did. Go, uh, Go, Matt, Dawson, Cam. Uh, is it a male? Yes. NHL? Yes. Fuck. Canadian division? No. Uh, is he a goalie? No. Is he currently playing? He is. Is in the East division? Uh, no. No. Uh, is he a forward? It's not your turn. Is it not? No, I think it was Matt's turn. Oh. We'll hurry up then. Um, does he play for the Tampa Bay Lightning? No. Is he a forward? Yes. Is his jersey number above 80? I like that question, Dawson. No. All right. Does he play for Columbus? I'm fresh. Is he a winger? No. Is he American? No. Is he Canadian? 
does he play for Chicago? No. Does he play for New York? Oh, no, sorry. Sorry, it's uh, Cam. Hmm. It's also in the West. Yeah. Right? Said it was in the West, but. Has he won a cup? No. Yeah, it's true. He said he was in the West. Um, I didn't say he was in the West. Oh, is he in the West? No. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> didn't you say he was in the West before? Yeah. Oh, is he in the West Division? Yeah. Oh, all right. Is it my turn? I don't even know who's in the West. I don't, I don't know what questions to ask, so I'm going to make a guess so that I freeze myself. Is it Tyler Sagan? Okay. Why is that the guy that comes to your head? I don't know. I met him once. Okay, fair enough. Is he going to make the playoffs this year? Absolutely. Oh. Does he play for Vegas? No. Does he play for Colorado? He does. You can guess now, Cam, if you want to. No. Okay. Okay. Is he the second best player in the world considered by a lot of people? No. I guess technically, sure, but no, okay. not at this moment. Well, tech by considered by a lot of people. It's Nathan McKinnon. Yeah. Congratulations. All right. Hey, thanks, guys. You know what? That was my first guess who like wins. So I'm proud of myself because I had a very bad showing on trivia last week. Yeah, you did. But anyways, it was embarrassing. Yeah, it was pretty embarrassing. I I got to like question eight and I didn't get it. Get I, I finally got one. It was one that everyone got in the world. So, anyways, let's move on to our next segment. A segment we do every week. That's our bold prediction of the week. So uh, this week for our bold prediction, I'm kind of taking it off the grid here with uh, something we don't really talk about a lot. But uh, CF Montreal, formerly known as the Montreal Impact. I don't know if you guys are any fans of these guys, but um, for those who are CF Montreal fans, um, it's been a very, very weird season. Okay, Um, These guys, a lot of people thought they were going to be really dust. Um, and you know what? They did okay for the first couple of games, and they lost, and it's just been super weird. But my bold prediction of the week, so they play Inter-Miami on Wednesday, the team owned by David Beckham. And my bold prediction is that they will beat Inter-Miami by three goals to none Whoa. on Wednesday. Very bold. because It's been very weird, but we're going to go with it. All right. My bold prediction. I don't have a backstory like you. On Thursday, May 13th, the Minnesota Timberwolves will defeat the Denver Nuggets. That's it. Denver is very good. Minnesota is not very good. I'm going to take it to UFC 262. I'm really excited for the card this weekend. Let's go. Tony Ferguson is going to beat Darius. It's my bold pick. It's very bold. Darius is is on his way up. On his way up the leaderboard. I absolutely agree. It's bold. I don't necessarily think it's going to happen, but... Tony Ferguson can take a beating from anyone. Um, he proved that in his last fight. So I yep. think he can do it again and maybe sneak one. So yep. let's see what happens. Yeah. Well, boys, this one's really bold. Is it, is, it, is it a goalie scoring a goal? Yeah. Ball? Okay. <laughs> Montreal Canadiens have two games left. Tyler Toffoli currently leads the team in points. 
Nick Suzuki is five points behind him. By the end of the year, Nick Suzuki will lead the Habs in points. That is bold. Mm-hmm. That is bold. But you know what? That entails the Habs scoring at least five goals in the next two games, which I would like to see. <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, yeah, so those are our bold predictions of the week. Um, and uh, listen, we're going to go to another segment. We did this last week, actually. We brought it back after a long while, and it's a little segment we like to call Think Fast. Uh, and basically what think fast is for those who don't know is I'm going to ask a question. These guys are going to have like seven, eight seconds to write down an answer and hold it up and then we'll discuss. Okay. So the draft happened a couple, couple weeks ago. So I have like a kind of like a theoretical question. Okay. So before we get out, like get on with these questions, just establish the position you played playing football growing up. So like I was a receiver Dawson, you were O-line. I played O-line. Yeah. Cam, you were quarterback. I don't know, Shane, if you want to say D-line or kicker, I don't know what, which, which one you want to go with. I'll go with kicker. I'll take one for the team. Okay, so you'll go with kicker. So first think fast question, okay? Imagine we're all projected second round picks. Okay, now I'll say there's no way I, as a kid. I'll take <laughs> okay, just your D-line then, okay? We're all projected second round picks, okay? So it's not like in the first round where you're drafting the best player available. It's second round, you're starting to draft like your needs. You're starting, okay? Yeah. So if you were getting drafted tomorrow, okay, where would you want to go most? So you're getting uh, – you get the call and you're like, holy shit, this is the team that, like, I think is great for me right now, okay? Does that make sense? Makes plenty of sense. Yeah. Are we allowed to save our favorite team? Sure. You have to say why. Three, two, one, raise them up. Okay, so I have LA Chargers. Dawson has Vegas. Cam has the Pats. And Shaner has his homegrown Giants. Okay? So the reason I have the LA Chargers, because I was a receiver, and I think – that if I went to L.A., first of all, it's L.A. Second of all, I think right away I would be set up for success. Because if I'm a second-round receiver, I'm probably going to become the second-best receiver on that team because they have Keenan Allen. So right there, I'm, I'm already not getting covered by the best DB every game in, game out. So it's actually going to let me settle into the team, settle into the league. I think – and also getting the ball from Justin Herbert, the guy who's uh, shown last year that he could freaking sling a ball. I think that would just be a cool place to go, and I think I'd be set up, uh, set up in a great spot there. I mean, clearly you haven't seen Trey Lance's take home from his salary being cut in half, knowing that he's moving to Cali. Um, so that actually played into mine. Obviously, Vegas, brand new stadium, new city for the team, up and coming team in a sense. You can maybe say like they're they're not great. They're middle of the pack, but no state income tax in Nevada. Come on, I'm I'm poc- if I sign an eight million dollar signing bonus, I'm keeping eight million dollars. Okay, so you're getting an eight million dollar signing bonus in the second round. You know what I mean. Anyways. Also, there's a hundred percent guarantee that if you went in the second round of the Raiders, you were probably a third round projected pick. So you're, you're feeling nice. I'm I know. Feeling they good. Got, didn't they get who did who who did they get in the second round? Didn't they yeah, get Morick? Morick, yeah. But they always yeah, but they also took Leatherwood in the first round. Yeah, but still. But no, um, they obviously had some O-line needs, um, seeing as they drafted Leatherwood, but need 
cool city, no state income tax. Vegas, I'm coming, baby. You've already been there, too. I have already been there. It was the city. I can't speak too much on it because, you know, what they say, what happened in Vegas. NBC Vegas trip? Absolutely. Incoming. Don't count on me coming back. I went to Pats here. I don't know how I feel about it. Great situation, obviously, for anyone. Um, you're with Bill Belichick. I don't know. I don't think I could pass that up. Just think of I would say the Saints, though, too. Team that might need, might be looking for a quarterback in the next year or two. Um, being a second-round pick, I'll slide in, learn the offense for a year, and then maybe start. Um, I do like the Pats, though, a lot. Playing I think I'd rather you start than Taysom Hill. <laughs> I like Taysom. Maybe not as a starting quarterback, though. Not as a st- I just I just really like Jameis. I just uh, anyways, you know this. Shane, why are we going to the Giants? I had to pick the homegrown team here. Uh, like I said previously, I love playing in the cold. That cold weather, I don't know. Something always got me ready to go. Uh, and the Giants just haven't had pass rushers for like since 2007 when they had Strahan, Tuck, Gumenora. When they were stacked, and now they just can't seem to get one. So I don't I don't know. Maybe I'll uh, get in there. Get some sacks, boys. Enough with the Pierre Paul. Holy shit. Enough with the Pierre Paul slander. Pierre Paul wasn't on the 2017. I know, but they have they had him more recently than the 2017. Yeah, and then they decided to trade him because he didn't fit their defense, and now he's a pro bowler. And he decided to yeah, blow Anyways, Dave Gettleman, don't get me started, ladies and gentlemen. That's your future boss, Shane. You cannot speak too much. I will tell him to stick it where the sun don't shine. Hey, that's your boy now after the draft, no? Yeah, well, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. Let's move on to the next question, okay? And it's literally the exact same question, totally opposite. If you're getting drafted tomorrow, where would you want to go least? You're getting that phone, you're like, I mean, you're still getting drafted, but you're like, damn. (laughs) Out of all the teams, it was this one. Damn. I'm expecting us to have a couple of the same answers here. Three, two, wait. One. I, I, yeah, I really don't know here. This is maybe the easiest one. What team? Yeah, I'll go. I'm gonna go Cincy too. I have Houston, and so does Shaner. And then uh, Cam has Cincinnati, and so does Dawson. The reason I picked Houston is holy crap, that place is just a terribly run organization. It's an absolute shit show. They seem to just take star players and spit them out. Uh, and their quarterback situation, it looks like freaking Davis Mills is going to be their starting quarterback. Crazy enough. Like, that's oh crazy. I don't want Davis Mills – even though he's a good player, I don't want him throwing me the ball. Like, <laughs> at this point, like, I think I would just go in there. I'd, damn, like, that. Being as I played O-line and the Cincinnati Bengals clearly don't value O-line or quarterbacks based on their first-round selection, um, I don't want to be there. Second of all, I've been to the state of Ohio. There's nothing to do in Ohio. It's good to save your money, I guess, because there's nothing to do, but um, it's brutal. It's miserable. The only place worse than Cincinnati is probably Cleveland, but the team <laughs> take itself the, is It's a quote from Joakim Noah. <laughs> what did he say? He was like, I never ever seen someone say they want to go to Cleveland. <laughs> What's so great about Cleveland? <laughs> no, Ohio sucks. It sucks. Uh, so that's definitely my answer. Yeah, I just uh, – any team that has an established quarterback, I don't really want to go there. Um, like you said, though, Cincinnati, ugly. Could have said Cleveland, too. Don't want to be in that state for any purpose. You know, like if I'm going to back up Herbert for the rest of my life, at least I'm in L.A. 
Yeah, um, exactly. If I'm going to be in Cleveland, backing up Baker or Cincy, backing up Joe Burrow, no thanks. No. I don't know. There's nothing I hate more in this world than losing, and I don't think the Houston Texans are planning on winning anytime soon. That's true. And I'm if I'm a pass rusher, the guy whose step, footsteps I'm following is J.J. Watt, and I'm not ready for that pressure. Great point. It's a great point. Mm-hmm. All right, so I have four sports questions, and I have, like, two, like, random questions. Yes, Chris. Okay. All right, so the third question. Okay. In the NBA – Right now, the three biggest locks for the Hall of Fame are LeBron James, Kevin Durant, and Steph Curry. Okay? Three biggest locks. Not arguable. Okay? Mm-hmm. In your opinion, who is the next biggest lock for the Hall of Fame? Because I think there is, like, maybe five more guys. But who's, like, the guy who, like, deserves it over everyone, in your opinion? And to me, it was between two guys, but I have this one. Three, two, one lift oh wow that's a very good one i have chris paul so does shaner uh cam has russ and dawson with honorable okay so my second pick i said i had two guys the other guy was Kawhi, Mm -hmm. but uh to me chris paul has just been so influ like influential influential on so many players in the league and he's, I mean, he's the head of, of the NBA PA right now, right? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I think he had nine, he's been n- nine times all, like all NBA, eight time defensive NBA. I was looking at the stats and stuff, but uh, he's one of those, like, he's one of those guys that just, you just look at him, he just screams Hall of Fame. One of those players that well, I don't even know what his height is. What is six foot? Is he shorter? Something like that. Yeah, and sure. he dominates at the point guard position, makes everyone around him better. I think. I think I mean, it just sucks that he hasn't won. But yeah, uh, I, I would I, I would like to personally apologize to CP3 for forgetting him because he's without a doubt the number one on this list. I think it's over it's, it's fast, so you know sometimes yeah, yeah. what's your mind. Um, but just to go with mine, Kawhi, he's going to be all of famer. Like, there's no two ways to cut it. He's going to be all of famer. Yeah. I put honorable mention as Russ because people love to hate Russell Westbrook, but Russell Westbrook is so fucking good at basketball. It's insane. I hate the I hate when people I hate the Russ slander. Okay, I hate it. Oh my god, I'm tired of it. I'm so tired of it. He's yeah. so good at basketball; it's insane. Say your piece, Cam, because you had him. I want to hear what you got to say. Just his competitive, like naming someone who you think is genuinely more competitive than Russell Westbrook. No, no there's there's a few guys on his level, but who who is Kobe. more competitive than Russell? He set he sets that bar year in year out. He's yeah. a triple double yeah. machine. He's uh, you know he's been in a few unfavorable situations obviously now they might they might get into the playing tournament now with Washington and we'll see what happens but um dude I there's not enough to say about Russ like he's just to me he's he's changed the game of basketball like, I agree through and absolutely through. yeah absolutely completely agree with you and the one thing that I just cannot stand is when people are like he eats rebounds eats assists for the stats to me, that's the dumbest thing in the no, world people like Triple doubles don't matter. There's no one on his like on the planet that could do what he does athletically. And everyone's like, oh, if if uh, I don't know if Kevin Durant wanted to eat all those rebounds and pass all that much, he'd have a triple double. He doesn't. Okay, he doesn't. He, doesn't. he literally Kevin just Durant doesn't. Is You're no telling here as yeah. good as a rebounder and as good as a passer as Russell Westbrook is. Okay. If Steph Curry had 
was, was a little bit taller and had bounced like Russell Westbrook, he would be the most unguardable player of all time. But he isn't. Yeah. He doesn't have that athleticism. Yeah. Russell Westbrook is a machine. Just You're telling me play, like just yeah. literally turn on the tape. I, disgusting. There's absolutely all of you have seen me get into an argument about this. Russ has always been one of my yeah. favorite players. He's just my second yeah. favorite player in the NBA. Yeah. And absolutely a lock. I, I don't know. I don't get it. I don't understand how people hate him. Why do you hate him? It doesn't make sense. Stop the slander. We're gonna miss him when he's gone. Like yeah, that's I, it. Now now we look at triple doubles and we're like, oh yeah, Russ again, here we go. Yeah. Like yeah. It's like a lock. At this point, it could be my lock of the week for the next 10 games. Yeah. Like, I threw that in thinking, like, oh, he maybe he won't do it. And then he did it 10 games in a row or whatever it was. Yeah. So. Like, he he's going to break the record for most triple doubles of all time against a center who played in the fucking 1950s against mailmen and janitors. He's going to break that record. That's fucking crazy. He's going to smash that record, actually. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. Don't know if anyone's ever going to touch that. No. Don't know if anyone's ever going to average a triple double again. And he did it two years in a row. Well, he'll probably do it again. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Crazy. Okay, so I let's guess. just go over it, okay? Big locks for the Hall of Fame in the NBA right now. Yeah. If retired today, they're a lock. LeBron, Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, Chris Paul, uh, Kawhi Leonard. I'm going to say Russ. I'll say you Russ. You could, you could debate it. I say yes. Who are we forgetting? If Anthony Davis retired tomorrow, no. Like Giannis? He's on, he's on the border. I, I was reading an article about this. He's on the borderline. So is Giannis. But yeah. I wouldn't put them in right Too now. Too young. Too young. But Giannis gets a championship, then he's right there, you know? Yeah. But, I think he's, but he's got to do that first. Like, yeah. I think those are the only locks right now. I'm just trying. I was going to – Mello? Yeah, Mello's a Hall yeah, of Famer. Mello, absolutely. Mello's a Hall a of Famer. Yeah. yeah, Mello's a lock. Yeah. Okay. All right. I think the young superstars just need to establish themselves. So I think they yeah. will, a lot of them will probably, but um, I, Giannis I, needs a ring. Yeah, big time. Or like five more MVPs at this rate. Yeah. 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 All right. I'm just reading an article about it. Uh, yeah. They we have forgot all... Serge Ibaka, though. <laughs> okay. So this guy says that Hall of Fame locks. He says LeBron, KD, Steph Curry, Russ. says James Harden. Yeah, James is Harden, a lock. Yeah, Harden yeah. is a lock. Harden is a lock. Chris Paul, Dwight Howard. <laughs> Dwight Howard in his prime was just yeah. absolutely unguardable. He's got his ring now. Uh, yeah. Then there's yeah. Then there's Kawhi Leonard, Carmelo Anthony, and Vince Carter. Vince Carter. This was last year, I guess. Yeah. And then uh, borderline Hall of Famers: Aldridge. Yeah, Jan, I was gonna say Lamarcus. Anthony Davis. Draymond Green, Clay Thompson, Blake Griffin, Paul George, Andre Iguodala, Kyrie Irving, Derrick Rose. Damn, Derrick Rose, man. That's such a – That's that's just, the saddest story. Yeah. That's a terrible thing. But anyways, let's move on. Next question. Yep. Last question of the sports questions. If Connor McDavid did not exist, who would win the Hart Trophy this year? I mean, Connor McDavid. Because he would win it. His soul would win it. His angel. His, it, it, just his presence somewhere in the world would win it. Three. There's only two. one answer. I think we're going to have the same. Really? Yeah. 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 So, so Dawson had Leon Dreisaitl. I had Austin Matthews. Shane had Austin Matthews. I'm just guessing that Cam has Austin Matthews. Yeah. 
And, uh, I mean, listen, 40 goals in 49 games is a pretty remarkable stat. Well, let me just let me give my, my reasoning. I'm not saying Leon Dreisaitl had a better season. But if we're talking, if Connor McDavid didn't exist and Leon Dreisaitl was getting even a quarter of those points or a quarter of those setups and stuff like that, I think he would be scoring at a rate not, not similar to McDavid, but close enough to McDavid. Um, that would put him into the conversation. But strictly based on this year, um, I think you have to give it to Austin. But if Connor McDavid didn't exist, dropped off the face of the earth before the season, then I would probably guess Leon. Yeah? I respect it, yeah. We agree? Yeah. Okay. My, only, my only thing on that is there would not be in a playoff spot, but that's it. Yeah, that is true. I mean, it's kind of hard to argue with him when basically Connor McDavid did not exist last year and he did win it. Like, yeah. So I don't hate Austin Matthews. I hate that Austin Matthews plays for plays Toronto. For the Leafs. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, no, I, I, that's kind of a no-brainer. And maybe we're like North Division bias is like coming out completely, but I think a fair amount of people would agree with us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, when's the last time someone scored forty goals in forty-nine games? I still love you, Patrick Kane. RT. All right, let's get to the fun questions, Matt. All right, here we go. We got two questions here. I don't know if you're going to think they're fun, but I just came up with them on the spot. I was like, you know what? I kind of like them. All right. All right. You show up to the bar. You only have time for one drink. What will be the one drink that will never fail to satisfy your thirst? Oh, satisfy? Oh, this is different then. I don't know. I guess your one go-to drink. Okay. Matt already knows where I'm going. Actually, I don't. I have one drink on this planet. Guinness. Okay, raise them up. Oh, okay. That's your number one case. So, I, myself and, and Dawson have Bloody Caesars. Uh, Cam's got a Jamie Ginge, and Shaner has Guinness. And to me, the Bloody Caesar is just – it's just so different everywhere you go, and it's just so delicious. Some pe- yeah. like, I, I get why you wouldn't like it. But I don't. When you like it, grow up. It's so delicious. <laughs> Everywhere you, it's just one drink that you could just go have. It, you're like, damn, I love Bloody Caesars. I will never stop loving Bloody Caesars. Boom. Yeah, they're hard to fuck up because you could literally pour clamato and vodka, and it's still pretty fucking good. Yeah, but like once you start getting the fucking steak spice and rimmer and fucking all this shit, then it it, it becomes nice. Close second to the Jamie Gin. Shout out to the boys for putting me on that, but. Uh, gotta go Caesar. Yeah, I love Caesars too, but they're good. Like, I'll have one. Yeah. I'm a, but you know what? The one yeah, thing with Caesars, one, baby. Yeah, you know, we, we all know a bartender who makes uh, some pretty good Caesars, but I hate when other people make my Caesars for me. Like, yeah. there's just something so satisfying about making it yourself yeah. and it yeah. having, like, it just tasting so good. But Jameson Ginger Ale hasn't failed me, probably will never fail me. That's my go to. I don't know. I don't have much to say. I'm just a big beer guy and my number one beer. If I have to take one drink, I only have time for one drink. I'm going to that number one beer. All right. I'm going to get some hate for this from you guys, but honorable mention to a gin and tonic. I like that. Not a big gin guy. Yeah, I don't like gin at all. All right. Love gin. Carrying on. All right. Last question. Take it as if it's right now or growing up. Who is your celebrity crush? Shane knows mine. Yeah, I don't even know mine. 
Easy Money. I don't know, even know if you guys know her. I don't even know if you guys know her. I have a few, but... All right, raise them up. This one's been a constant in my life for a while. Uh, Dawson has Wolfie Cindy. Don't know who that is. Oh, dude. She's Shane so has Beyonce. Cam has Mila Kunis. I have Alex D'Addario. Okay, I don't know who that is either. Okay, so Alex D'Addario, um, she played Annabeth in Percy Jackson. That's your really okay. So great movie, by the way, fantastic, yeah, awesome movie. Listen, when I was in elementary school, first the Percy Jackson books are literally the only books I ever read in my life besides Kickoff by Tiki and Ron Barber. Okay. That, oh, I know we spoke about this before, but that book is fucking incredible. <laughs> okay, so. Percy Jackson, when those movies came out, a lot of people hated them. And I was like, I can't believe you hate them. These movies are wonderful. And Annabeth was just like, Alex Dario in that movie was, was fire. Oh, okay. I know that is. And then Baywatch came out. Oh, baby. And that was just the most wonderful movie. Her and Kate Upton. Absolutely <laughs> an unbelievable uh, combo there. So uh, Alex Dario, I love you. Marry me. I have, I have nothing to say. Okay, if you're watching on YouTube, I'm just going to scroll. This is my argument. Why isn't it scrolling? It's really working for you, buddy. Yeah. 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 Nothing else to say. Kind of looks like Mila Kunis a little bit. Nothing else to say. Come on. She's so pretty. God damn. All right. Shane or Ken? I, I can't list off everything that Mila Kunis was in. Um but Friends of Benefits with Timberlake, really like that in that movie. Yeah, no, I don't know. Just watch. I tried to watch everything that she was in when I was younger. I don't know. Doesn't mean she plays Meg from Family Guy. Yeah, she's the voiceover. That's sick. Oh, shit. I don't really have anything to say. I mean, I don't know. I just, she's been a constant in my life. <laughs> if ever you leave Jay-Z, oh. you know where to find me. I'll respect it. I'll respect it. Honorable mention to Melinda Gates. Come marry me. Give me a fucking bag, baby. We're taking Facts. NBC to the moon. Facts. All right. Facts. Is NBC trivia next? I was about to say that, that does it for Think Fast. And now uh, Dawson's going to host a little a little uh, segment we like to call NBC trivia. It's not as fun when you're not playing against Dawson. Ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the probably 15th or something edition of NBC Trivia. I am your host, Dawson Spooner, your two-time reigning champion. I am super excited to bring you these fantastic questions today. Uh, I look forward to stumping the boys a little bit, but I do think they are genuinely going to do pretty well. I think they could probably get six or seven of these, maybe even eight. Predictions for a winner. Uh, predictions for the winner? Just based on past experience, I got to go with my number one competitor, Shane. Um, but Matt, you got to prove something to me today. Cam has been a constant. You know, he had a, a few rough episodes, but he's been a you know a constant at like five or six answers. Um, but Matt, I need something out of you today. All, All right, right. I'll so try my let's best. See, here. Prepare the question. We're gonna start with NFL, jump to the NBA, and finish off with the NHL. So you hate when we finish with the NHL, but it's completely fine for you to do it. Yes, because you guys know NHL. That's it. I We're throwing a coup. Who's taking over? All right. <clears throat> You're so dramatic. I love the it. NFL. I love it, though. The NFL. Which team holds the record for least amount of points scored in a single season? 
Okay. If you guys want a hint, it was in the 2000s. So there's no like 1960, like whatever. I don't know why. Um, I'm split between two teams. I just went with the first team. badly. Just went with the first team that came to my head. Do we all have our answers? Yeah. Yeah. Show them. So Matt has the Detroit Lions. Cam has the the Browns. What did I say? You said who has the most least points scored in a single season. Okay. Get new pieces of paper because I fucked up the question. Wonderful. Wonderful. Which team holds the record for least points allowed in a single season? Uh, My apologies. Oh, man. There's so many teams I could go here. Again, hint, it was in the 2000s. Yeah. It is. My apologies, Wait, gentlemen. When you say 2000s, do you count 2010s? Yes, yeah, yeah. From 2000 plus. I think I know who it is. I only have, I have two answers uh, again, but I definitely could be wrong. All right, we're going to go five, four, three, two, one. Lift them. Oh, that's a good oh I wanted to go Ravens so bad. So Matt has the Seahawks, Cam has the Broncos, and Shane has the Baltimore Ravens. I was thinking the correct Seattle. answer is the Baltimore Ravens in the year two thousand. Oh, I was that was the first team that came to mind, and then I was Denver. I was like, Denver had such a good team in twenty fifteen or whatever it was. I started thinking about the Pats when they had like when they had like Stephon Gilmore and they were making all those interceptions and stuff. Yeah, like, like two, two years, years ago. ago. Oh man! All right. Only three players in NFL history older than the age of 40 have made a catch in an NFL game. Name two. Name two? Over the age of 40? Over the age of 40. Only two players have ever caught a pass over the age of 40. That is ridiculous. Only two players. Name one. Only two players. Is Fifth 40 yet? You know what? Do you want me guys to eat? I'll, I'll even give you one of them. No. Okay. It should just be, it should just be name one, but okay. No. Wait, you have to name two? What? You have to, there's, there's three players. You have to name two. Name two? Okay, I'll give you one. One of them is Jerry Rice. I fucking had that on my sheets. Okay. Fuck. I'm blank. I'm, I'm going with the neg. No show. This is my paper. No show. Yeah, I have, I I have three names on my on my thing. I'm now. drawing a serious blank. I don't All even right. know that played that old. Antonio Gates, Tony Gonzalez, Jerry Rice. Oh, Brady's a good answer. The correct answer is Jerry Rice, Tom Brady, and Brett Favre. I was thinking Brett Favre for some reason. <clears throat> so Tom Brady had one catch, has one catch over the age of forty, and Brett Favre has one catch for negative two yards. And Jerry Rice has like a thousand something receiving yards. And Shane got all three. And Shane got all three. Yes, people keeping score at home. I got you. All right. After two questions, Cam zero, Matt zero, Shane two. Good questions though. I like Thank the creativity. You. I'm liking these. I'm liking these. Thank you. All right. Uh, where's my paper? All right. Yes, it should have been just name one. I'm fucking pissed. Well, it wasn't so. Peaking at number 41 on the Billboard Top 100, this NFL team was credited with creating the song Super Bowl Shuffle. Oh, You've all heard this song. The Super Bowl Shuffle. You've all heard the song. 
I have no fucking clue. I have no it was it was in like the seventies or eighties, if that helps you guys. I had one name, I guess. Oh man. It's I a team. It's not is. a player or anything. It's a team. I, I think is. I like low key have a shot here, but it could be like way off. Where, Three, oh, two, one, lift. So Matt has the Cowboys, Cam has the 49ers, and Shane has the Rams. The correct answer is the Chicago Bears, led by Refrigerator William Perry. Singing that, that would have been the 80s then. Okay, yeah. All right. So after round one, Cam, zero. Matt, zero. Shane, two. We're jumping to the NBA. I'm sorry, all of my team Matt fans. I'm, I'm trying my hardest here. It's just not working out. It's not my day. I think every fan, right. I think every fan in my corner has left the building, but I'm still here. So let's go. Our fans never jump ship. All right. In NBA history, only four players have ever recorded a quadruple double. Name one. Oh fuck! What's his name? Uh, yeah. I'm doing it just for just for the shits. So for those at home who don't know what a quadruple double is. A quadruple double is when you have more than 10 stats in four categories. Draymond Green once had a triple double without points. Yeah, I know. Nine that's points. crazy. Do we all have our answers? Yeah. Three, two, one, lift. I'm all certain this is true. Matt says David Robinson. Uh, Cam says Russell Westbrook. And Shane says Wilt Chamberlain. The correct answers are Nate Thurman, Alvin Robertson, Hakeem Olajuwon, and David Robinson. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Fantastic showing by Matt on that Let's question. Let's go. I'm back. Congratulations to you, sir. Thank you. Congratulations. Well, I, yo, his name blanked on me for like the first five seconds. Great sure. job. Good for you, Matt. That's a good all I remember, All I remember is seeing like, like you know, like ESPN sometimes posts like the weirdest stat lines of all time. Yeah. And I just see that Draymond. picture of him in, in, yeah. in the Spurs Uni. I'm like, I was oh, like, that one. Yeah. yeah. Head, I'm like, damn. All right. Who? Owns the record for most points in a quarter with 37. I think we should all get this. Unless I'm tripping and I'm overconfident. Let me know when we're ready. I'm ready. Cam, are you ready? Sure. I wait. Three, two, one. It was Clay? Well, I'm not even going to put it on my paper. I'm embarrassed. Correct answer is Clay Thompson. It's getting bad. Yeah, I want to know who you had. No, I'm not telling you. (laughs) After the second question of the second round, Shane, do you see Matt's reflection in the rearview mirror? No. Cam has zero. (laughs) Matt has two. Shane has three. That's kind of crazy. To the third question. When when Wilt had that hundred point game, did he just have like twenty five points in all four quarters? <laughs> like, yeah, like that's know. kind of like like you kind of think like yeah, you, know. you have to have at least one quarter. We went off, and he didn't even get thirty seven. I mean, thirty seven is a lot, but like, yeah. All right, this one's a tough one. I'm not gonna lie, but if you actually think and you know it, then it's pretty easy. Wow, if you know it, it's <laughs> no, 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 but if like you know it's, it, it's easy. Wow, it's easy. It's easy. Uh. Yeah. The 2003 NBA draft class, which is when LeBron was drafted, it's LeBron's draft class, okay, has nine NBA All-Stars. Name four. Can I say LeBron? Yeah, you can say LeBron. Uh, 
if I said name five, I'd be a dick, but name four is easy. Could be wrong with the last one. But right. uh, don't hold it up yet. I'm ready. Cam, are you ready? Yeah, it's no, it's a zero for me again. All right. Okay, I had CP3 and Melo. LeBron, Wade, Bosch, Melo for Shane. LeBron, Wade, Melo, CP3. And Cam, who do you have? I'm blank. I, I didn't even have a fourth name. I had LeBron, Melo, CP3, but I didn't. I couldn't even think of anyone. Was CP3 a part of that draft class? No. He way. was not a part oh. of that draft class. Who was part of that draft class was Chris Bosch. So the correct answer would be a combination of any of the following. LeBron James, Dwayne Wade, Carmelo Anthony, Chris Bosch, Josh Howard, Kyle Korver, David West, Chris Kamen, and Mo Williams. Damn. After round two, Shane has four, Matt has two, Cam has zero. I'm bound to get one. If I don't get one, I'm... I'm you're going to get one. You're going to get some of the NHL ones. I won't participate in trivia ever again. All right. If, permanently the host. Cam, if you don't get one of these, there's a problem. Okay? What NHL fan base is known for throwing octopuses on the ice? Oh, you finally gave me one. I love you for that. Maybe I'm fucking stupid, but I'm pretty sure it's this team. Three, two, oh, one. Wait, no. Raise. Oh, wait. Yeah, Raise. Okay. Yeah, fuck. I was like, I was. I don't know why I thought I was going to change it. The correct answer is the Detroit Red Wings. You are all correct. You all get a point. Cam, you're on the board. Congratulations. Embarrassing. Oh, I, need, I need to get the next two, and Shane needs to lose the next two, basically. That is correct. And it looks like it's going to end here because I think Shane, I hope Shane knows this one. Oh, man. What is a Gordie Howe hat trick? Oh, my God. I know. I'm sorry. Dude, that's so bad. Show it. Me? Goal, assist, fight, goal, assist, fight, goal, assist, fight. We're all on the board. I'm a stat patter like Russ. And just like that, Shane is your champion. Unless, hold the phone, unless we want to raise the stakes and make the last question worth three points. To give everyone a shot. We could. It's up to you. Wait. So, so, Shane, so Shane, you basically have to bet on yourself here. I, I will gladly take the L and, and I'm putting the money on between the Matt and Shane. I don't think I, I don't think I have a right to be a part of this conversation. Make it three points. Make it three points, Matt. Do you accept? Sure. All right. The last question. Why would I not accept? The last question. Which brother duo has scored the most points in NHL history? I mean, I think it's this one. Put it down. Oh, really? Cam? Oh, it is It is the Gretzky brothers, but his brother only has two points. I had the stop. So the correct answer is the Gretzky's. But his brother total, only has like three points. With a total of 2,861 points, Gretzky having 2,857, and his brother Brent Gretzky having four. Oh, my God. Well-deserved, Shaner. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, Shane is your champion. You know what? I'm, a, I'm very happy with the way I performed today. Matt, I, you had four correct answers. A slight slip-up on that uh, 
on the receiver question and the and the the the, the LeBron draft class, team yeah. draft class answer, but uh, you know what? I'm okay. I'm okay with how I performed. There was never a doubt. All right. How did we like Josh my Shaner, questions? Shaner will be the host next week. How did so we like my questions? I liked your questions. Not okay. bad. I don't like the multiple like Me answer too. questions. Me too. But uh, too okay. much thinking for like ten seconds. But you know what? Good questions though. Like I like Thank the you. questions. Don't like having to think of forward names, yeah. but got it. Also suck at basketball questions. So let's move on. All, All right, right, let's move on. We got three uh, three segments here left. Okay, so let's go on to a brand new segment. A segment we like to call "You Ask, We Answer." So basically, if you're watching this right now, go to Instagram, search up "Nothing But Controversy" and follow us. Because for "You Ask, We Answer." We put up a video of me hitting a disgusting, like, nice little pitching wedge <laughs> shot yesterday and me explaining what, uh, what you ask, we answer. Basically, all it is is we put up one of those little Instagram uh, question things for your story, and uh, people would send us in questions that we talk about during the podcast. So, you know what? I'm going yeah, to shout out the people that, uh, that sent in the question, okay? So, we got four today, okay? First question comes from Kazman59 at Kazman59 on Instagram. His question was, Aaron Rodgers will play where in 2021? We kind of talked about this last week, um, but to go over it again, my prediction was uh, that things were going to kind of settle over, uh, but there was no way that Aaron Rodgers was playing anywhere but Green Bay, in my opinion. That's my answer. I also agree. I think he'll play in Green Bay, like Matt said. The dust will settle eventually. I think he's... Too good of a player. He means too much to the city, to the franchise to walk away. They won't let him walk away. Like another yeah. thing. Uh, They're just playing chicken with each other now. Yeah. Another thing I saw, like Ian Rappaport, I think, sent, like, was, like, was being recorded. Um, like literally last week, it was like, there's no way Aaron Rodgers is playing for Green Bay again. And then today he released a statement. Uh, well, Ian Rappaport said like, all right, well, now it could go either way. Like that's what they're saying. The Aaron yeah. Rodgers situation could go either way. Exactly. Set a standstill or something. I don't think he has that much leverage. I'm going to stay with Green Bay. He will be a Packer. Yeah. Thank you for your question. Yeah, thank you yeah, for the question. question. Yeah, definitely definitely a question uh, that a lot of people are thinking about right now. Next question is kind of like a hypothetical one from, uh, from our boy Yannick underscore pro on Instagram. And uh, his question is, if you can only watch one sport for the rest of your life and no other sports exist – which do you pick? We might all have the same answer here, but uh, this is easy. Football. This is pretty much uh, a football-dominant podcast for a reason. We're all big football guys. Um, the way I look at it is, like, you know, they do play, like, once a week, but it's, like, I guess, like, it's just, like, it's fine. Like, that's fine. I mean, they play – I guess now they play Thursdays and Mondays too, which is good. But uh, the way I look at it is, like, you're kind of only really getting – a month and a half of no football. Okay. So like, let's say it ends first weekend of February. Yeah. I'll say like two months, but like pretty much end of March, first week of April is when the combine and the draft talks start coming. And you're watching that shit all the time on, you know, so like I'm counting that. And then starting the what, May, the, draft, the yeah. CFL starts. So yeah. like you get the full summer of the CFL and then in the fall, the NFL starts and that takes over our lives. So it's not like I'm missing a lot of sport, uh, a lot of time. Like for two months, I'm not going to be watching sports, but it's better than watching hockey for 
eight miles. I mean, I, don't, I, I enjoy watching hockey, but definitely not as much as football, obviously. So football, you have my heart forever, obviously. Yeah. And he didn't even touch on college football. We get True. Saturdays with college football. We get signing days. We get all of this. We get the opening. We get all of that. Um, football is the most year-round sport, which is a huge factor in my decision. Matt kind of took the words out of my mouth. Like, they play for 17 weeks plus playoffs, but, like, the offseason is arguably more entertaining than the season. Like, I fucking love the offseason. So, it's got to be football for me. Yeah, I love football, and my answer is football. A little bit of a curveball, though. Um, I think I could watch the UFC once a week for the rest of my life, like, easily. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I just, over the last year, having events, putting on events every single week, um, which no other sport could do. Um, was really impressive, and I think drew in a lot of fans. Now we're getting quality fight after quality fight, so I like it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with football, but UFC a close second. Shout out to me and Boy Yanni for the question. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I would say football, but just to be different from you guys, because uh, I feel like we should change it up at this point. I'll say hockey. Sure. Uh, I I watch all that stuff. Like most of you guys just watch the NHL or whatever. I watch like I watch the junior games. I watch college games. So, like, I know all these guys come in. Like, you guys at draft, like, if the Habs are draft, not drafting a top prospect, you guys don't really know them that much well, right? Like, I know all these guys that they're picking. Yeah. I, I can watch hockey, like, from the time I wake up to the time I go to bed. Like, that yeah. bubble last year was the greatest thing ever. I would just wake up, put it on, and just watch it until I went to bed. Yeah. And not for nothing, there's, there's nothing quite like uh, Boxing Day – Waking up if, it's, if the tournament's in uh, in Sweden or, or like Russia, and you're waking up at like 5 a.m. to watch Team Canada go yeah. step on the ice, like, like I'll definitely give you points for that. The World Juniors an electric tournament. Yeah, no, I've, I don't think I've ever watched a U18 tournament until uh, the last couple of weeks, and shit was really entertaining, honestly. Especially mm-hmm. like that gold medal game was sick. Russia scored to to cut it to a one point game uh, with like 10 minutes left in the third, and it was pretty intense. So. Mm. Shout out to the U18s. Uh, I think I could definitely get into junior hockey a little more. All right. So these uh, these next two questions are uh, are more like shots. Like I was getting say. offended. Yeah. All right. So at Jay Brown. Shout out to Jaden uh, Brown. The kid that we coach uh, asked us, who was the best at football during their prime on this podcast? Good question. Very good question. Look, I'm just going to sit this one out because I was always hurt, so I never really played, to be honest. So I'm just going to let them duke it out here. And not for nothing, when you were healthy, you were pretty dominant. But I was just never healthy. The good thing about this <laughs> So he was that, never dominant. <laughs> the good thing about this is that no one of – like, not one of us was shit. Like, we're all, no. pretty, we're all pretty much the stars of our team at this yeah. point. I don't know. I'm not going to toot my own horn. I'll, I'll, cause I'll let my tape speak for itself. I, I'm, <laughs> the only reason we'll why I'm not saying you, the only reason why I'm not saying you is because Cam, you threw me those balls, baby, and uh, I'll always respect you. and I'll always love you for it. You're my favorite quarterback. I love you Thanks, forever, bro. buddy. Thanks, bro. Fuck you guys. I'm well, saying. I'm gonna me. go with da- no. I'm gonna go with Dawson, but not for like just because after I saw this question from Jaden and like like I don't actually want to pick any of us over anyone else like I think we're all good players in our, in our primes for sure but um Dawson's midget tape in San Lazar I watched it again last night for no good reason other than the fact that I saw that question Dawson was a scary dude at 16 or 17 whatever it was then he got benched in the final so that's crazy I just run a little holy shit <laughs> 
But you, if you're going to get benched somewhere, it might as well be in Sejep Division One. So I'll take it. Fair so enough. My vote is me. The only tape I have on me is the trainer's tape that they used to tape. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And who's your answer? I'm, I'm, I'm going to show my O-line boy some love here. D1, college. I got I to gotta give it to him. Not for nothing, though. If I'm not picking myself, I, I love all you boys. But Matt just – watching – Yeah, Matt's kind be, of – No, but being, like, two years older, never playing with Matt and – going to his games like before or after my games and just seeing Matt score like four touchdowns a game. It was like, it was pretty fun to watch. So Matt was just one of those dudes. Like, yeah, no other receiver at 12 years old was growing up and what he was doing, you know? Yeah. Like, I think my yeah. favorite video is Matt scoring a touchdown and then me and Cap running after him. Yeah. Uh, yeah. ball too. See how many times I don't, I don't, I can't count on my fingers. How many times Matt bailed me out on bad balls. So. Bro, it's like us at 10 years old and just sprinting to the end zone to celebrate. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate yeah, it. Listen, it's, uh, it's a good thing none of us were shit because then some of us would yeah. have had a little awkwardness here. But And listen, not for nothing, forever's watching this podcast. I know we sound like a broken record talking about football because we love talking about it. And it was our life, man. Literally growing up, uh, literally until like two years ago, we were all playing football. And then now we're all coaching. Like it's, it's not like it ever left. Like we love football. It's like we live and breathe it. Like this is like yeah. we want to we talk about football for the rest of our lives. Like that's literally what it is. So don't yeah. ever get upset at us talking about our favorite sport. It's literally what brought us together. We all met through football. We all became best friends through football. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's what changed. It changed our lives. So let's be honest. Absolutely. Jay Brown, good question. Uh, and we'll go on to the last question here. Uh, at Trinception, Took a, taking a little shot at Dawson here. Um, and he said, who is the worst golfer on the NBC squad, and why is it Dawson? And I'm going to go ahead and say Trinception. You know, it's a good question, but uh, I don't think it's Dawson, my friends. Uh, I think I've, all, I, I've pretty much secured my spot as the second best golfer in NBC. I just don't golf ever. So if you guys want to say it's me, go crazy. I, I, I don't golf at all. I golf once a year. It's fun. I have a great time. had fun with you boys last year, but uh, not, not my not, – not, not in my top five hobbies, I'll say. Yeah, but not for nothing, Shader, when uh, you got the ugliest on Shane... the planet. But, you... <laughs> but uh, when but Shane when, connects when with one, he connects. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You, you, you can hit the ball down, down, down the pipe. Uh, oh, holy it. fuck. That yeah, swing. The swing is brutal, but uh, hey, whatever, whatever works, works. And uh, I don't know if it works, but sometimes it does. I don't know if we can find yeah. a clip. Matt, send me a oh, clip and I'll fucking roll it right now. <laughs> I'm going to find a clip of Shinner fucking swinging a club. <laughs> oh, shit. Those were great questions. Keep in mind, Jake Paul, I, I throw better punches than I hit a golf ball. So Yeah, fuck you, Jake Paul. <laughs> yeah. Shout out right. to uh, well, that, that, Shane. Also, quickly, shout out to Shane's boxing coach, Masood. Uh, our boy Shabazz Masood. Yeah, coming. He's training Shane for Jake Paul. If you haven't already done so, go check out our interview with him. More controversy. It's the first ever time we have done an episode like that. Go check it out. Some great takes. Some talking about some YouTube boxing yeah. and uh, his journey through life. But yeah, let's move on. To everybody's favorite segment. And that's top five. Na 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 na
ねねねねねねねねねねね Top five. This top five, I'm very excited for. I really want to know what you guys,、uh, what you guys are saying here. Okay, my first two, like my five and four, are like maybe shockers, but I don't know why. I've always loved those plays. Okay, number five. You didn't even say what the top five is. Oh, sorry. Yeah, top five favorite plays in in NFL history. Okay, so things that happen. It could be because it was your favorite team. It could be because. It was your favorite player, or something you know, just something spectacular, or whatever. Okay, so number five, I don't know if you guys are gonna know this play like off the hand, but I have Golden Tate. I think he was playing for the Lions, flipping in into the end zone. Yeah, in OT against the Vikings. It wasn't the fact that it was spectacular, because it was it was a great play. It was the fact that he just stopped on like the ten yard line, let the guy go, stiff armed him down. And then flipped into the end zone as the guy was trying to tackle him. It just smokes him with his ass, like literally <laughs> just straight up in the air. And he just gets up and looks like that. Like one of the most savage plays of all time. That's number five. Number four, I think I was like ten. Jerome Simpson's flip into、yeah. the end.、Zone. This guy, Jerome Simpson, I swear, was、oh. relevant in the NFL for like five weeks, and he was.、Yeah. Just- But he was so good for five weeks. This guy was just doing fucked up plays. This guy against Arizona caught the ball on a drag, ran around, and did a complete front flip over a guy. Like didn't hurdle a guy, did a front flip over a guy, landed it in the end zone, and scored a touchdown. One of the most crazy things I've ever seen in my life. Okay. Number three. This is more like nostalgia now. And it's Drew Brees becoming the all-time passing yards leader. He had a 60-yard touchdown pass to Traquan Smith.、Uh, just go and watch that video. Just search up Drew Brees、uh, passing、uh, Peyton Manning for all-time yards leader. And I'm telling you, it's just such a great clip. It's just it's just everything that Drew Brees went through and all that. Like seeing him become the best, the most prolific passer of all time on paper. Was special. It was in the Superdome. Was on a Monday night, and whenever he was in the in the Superdome on Monday night, he would absolutely go off. Number two, I'm sorry, Dawson. You know it was coming. Fuck Tracy, Tracy Porter. Porter. Tracy Porter in the Super Bowl against the Colts for the Saints.、Uh, Peyton Manning was driving the Colts down the field. Tracy Porter stuck a stuck a sword in their hearts. Caught the ball, ran down the sideline, started pointing like this. Most iconic play in Saints history. Won them the Super Bowl. And number one, the most unbelievable thing I've ever seen in a sport: Odell Beckham Jr.'s one-handed catch against the Cowboys. Not the best play I've ever seen in football. The best, most athletic thing I've ever seen in a sporting event. Odell Beckham Jr. single-handedly flipped the sporting world upside down, completely changed the game of football forever with that one catch. Yeah, and. Easiest number one that I'll put down: Odell Beckham Jr. Literally, anyone anyone catches it with one hand, like, "Oh, you Odell that now!" Like,、yep. that's literally what that catch did. Yep. Unbelievable, Odell Beckham Jr. Congratulations! And it was against the Cowboys, so even juice here. That is a good list, Matt. I don't think any of yours were、Thank、controversial, you. though.、Um, mine, I'm noticing a lot of them are playoff stuff, but、um, number five, our boy. The best sports analyst on the planet right now, with the funniest show, Pat McAfee. 
Pat McAfee's hit stick. Oh. Where he just absolutely killed someone. Training killed someone. Holiday. He's a punter. Training He's not holiday. supposed to be doing that. No, but Trenton Holiday was going off as a returner. Yeah. Year. And especially, that was in the playoffs, I think, right? Yeah, I don't think. Uh, it might have been. Okay, well, anyways, like, but he, the, Trenton Holiday was going off that year. Yeah. And Pat McAfee almost made the life. boom. Laid, Laid the boom. Great. Pat, point. have us on the show. We would love to come on the show. The Pat McAfee show, greatest show on the planet, uh, other than nothing but controversy. Number four, one of the most underrated plays I feel in Super Bowl history. James Harrison, 100 and what was it, 102 yard interception return for a touchdown. Right before half. Get to the sideline. Put the oxygen on his head. Unbelievable play. Against Number Kurt th- Warner. No less. Against Kurt, against Kurt Warner. Number three, shout out to my boy Shane. David Tyree. That is just an unbelievable play. Insane catch. Um, like I remember exactly where I was at my grandma's house watching the Super Bowl, eating some chili. David Tyree makes that catch. It's like, holy shit, we got a ball game. He goes flying. Yeah. <laughs> Number two, OBJ, the catch. I was in Indianapolis watching my first ever NFL game with my dad in a hotel room, watching that, eating Papa John's pizza. Uh, Odell, the catch. It was just like, literally, I was in a group chat with my friends and he made that catch and I was on like a 10 second delay and the chat just starts blowing up like, holy shit, greatest catch of all time. Oh my God. And I'm like, what the fuck happened? And then I see it. Unbelievable. Number one. I know I, I said he's the biggest one of the biggest draft busts last week, but Andrew Luck, the Superman versus the Chiefs, where he got the snap, fumbled it, goes, reaches over to tie the or take the lead after they were down 24 points. Uh, that is my favorite play of all time. I've literally never yelled so loud in my life. I would have picked a play from the 2006 Super Bowl with the Colts, but there was no like plays that super stood out other than the first play of the game where we had a kickoff returned against us, but. Yeah, uh, Andrew Luck, Superman versus the Chiefs. And not for nothing, before we move on, another thing about, like, Odell's catch was just, like, Chris Collinsworth call on it. Like, he just – he didn't even realize it. He was like – He's like, oh, my God. He's like, that might be the greatest catch I've ever seen. <laughs> oh, my God, Jake Evans just scored a disgusting goal. Absolutely disgusting. But, all right, let's move on. It's one nothing halves. <laughs> all right. And number five, I had to throw in a little recent one. Um, Philly special. At number five – Got me the fantasy dub. I remember watching this in my apartment with the guy I was playing fantasy against. Shout out to LBS. D-Hop made an absolutely disgusting catch over three guys against Buffalo. And I love Kyler, so that was a pretty sick play. At number four, I have the OBJ catch. Um, probably should have been higher. Um, like you, got, you guys touched on it. <laughs> Best catch of all time. Nothing to be said. At number three, I'm sorry, Matt, but this is something that every time I see just gets me so excited, and that's Marshawn Lynch and Beast Mode. The Beast oh, Mode. I wasn't even thinking that's of fun. that. I thought you were going to about to bring up the main. No, 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 no. You know what? That's not that great of a play. Like, Fuck that play, the Fawn Diggs kind of got lucky, but anyways. Yeah, Beast Mode. I was also at my grandma's for that play. Every time I watch that, I just get excited, so that's why that's there. Yeah. Number two, Deshaun Jackson, Miracle at the Meadowlands. The Eagles were down by a lot in that game, and, and it was kind of embarrassing. And I actually left my house when they were down by whatever, at 21 or whatever it was. And then I came back during the last drive, and the Eagles got the stop. And I saw Tom Coughlin, you know, like giving it to his punter, telling him where to put it. And Deshaun Jackson just – he let it bounce, 
got a few great blocks and uh, the rest is history. I don't know. That could honestly be number one if this didn't happen. But at number one, I have the Philly special. Every single team in the NFL has recreated it somehow, some way. Yeah. Nothing will ever look like the original to me. I just No I just, less in the Super Bowl right before halftime. On fourth and goal. I love it. I just want to bring up one thing since we're talking about the Eagles. I want to give a special shout-out to – First play on Monday Night Football, Mike Vick. Yes, dropped. I was thinking play of play action there too. against Washington. Whips it down the field to Deshaun Jackson in the first play of the game. Unbelievable call by Mike Tirico, too. That was a great play. Yeah, and the Eagles put up 35 points in the first quarter. I'll never forget that game. I don't know why. That was a great play. All right. <laughs> I love that. Whatever this little pause, you just hear Shane. All right. Nice. Lucky, though. The Giants are loaded with these kind of plays. Yeah. If you think about it, OBJ. Yeah. I can think of three at this point. Like, I didn't, uh, yeah. Honorable mention to Mario Manningham on the Whoa, side. Oh, it's not You don't have there. that in there? It's not oh. on. Damn. All right. At five, shockingly, I have the Philly special. Just the balls to call that play in that moment. With Nick Foles. Respect. With Nick Foles. And – I don't know. Just it's unmatched to be able to call that in such a big moment. Uh, also, a nice little Florida Gator through that pass. My boy Trey Burton. Shout out to Trey. Also, the fact that it was literally like literally anyone who's a fan who's not a fan of the Patriots or like anyone in the NFC East was just completely cheering for the Eagles that in that game. You know, it just yeah. lifted the world like over the Patriots. Like it was such a great play. Surprisingly, at four. I have the Odell catch. At four? Yeah, at four. At four. Like I said, it was just a terrific catch. It wasn't really a great play. It was just a, like, it was just a normal, th- like, oh, Eli throws it and just Odell just made him incredible. Like, it wasn't a good play call or anything. It was just a normal play call. At three, I don't know if you guys remember this, but when Don Terry Poe was on the Chiefs. Oh, he threw the touchdown pass. He threw that little jump pass yeah. touchdown, and I've never seen him get more hype in my entire life. That That's was- over Odell Beckham Jr.'s <laughs> catch. Yeah. The Terry Opo- you show the big man some love. I respect that. I just oh, my God. I just think the play call was hilarious, and Don Terry Poe just getting absolutely fired up was amazing. <laughs> okay, wait. If we're, since we're talking about old Chiefs, do you guys remember Dwayne Bowe? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so good. Sorry, I just wanted to, so good. I just wanted to see if you guys remembered that guy. At two, the catch that, that won it all, baby. David Tyree, that's at two. What's number one? Enough, enough said about that. Number one, this play, I feel like it's going to get a lot of heat, but to me it was just so fun to watch. The Rams trick punt return. Yeah. When Tavon Austin went down and – Played dead. Up, yeah, and Stedman Bailey just bolted down the sideline. I don't know why that play was just so electric. It's, as soon as Matt sent us the like schedule for this week, that was the first play that came to my mind. That's crazy. Listen, I like your all plays. these. I don't like the order of them. One. Yeah, I like your plays. I don't like the order of them. But I'd like to give a two quick honorable mentions. Honorable mention to Santonio Holmes, crazy catch. Also, honorable mention to Sean Taylor, absolutely destroying a punter in the Pro Bowl. That's <laughs> one of the funniest plays I've ever seen in my life. All right, that does it for top five. And now we're going to move on to the segment that we end every single episode with. That is our lock of the week in terms of betting, presented to you by Bet99. 
All right. Cam touched upon it a little bit before. But UFC 262 is on the board on Saturday. And the main event is for the World Lightweight Championship. I know where you're going with this. Okay. Michael Chandler, Bellator champ, turned UFC, fought one guy, and got himself a title shot against Charles Oliveira, who has the most submissions of all time. Why are you talking like that? Yeah, what is happening? <laughs> Can we just get to the wall? This is me saying that Michael Chandler does not deserve the title shot. They only put him in there because Dustin Poirier wanted money over title. Okay. Charles Oliveira will win this championship. Will claim the belt finally. So my lock of the week is Charles Oliveira money line over Michael Chandler. And if I had to bet on how he was going to do it, I'd do it by submission. Because Charles Oliveira on the ground is an absolute monster. All right? All right. Well, since Matt used up all our time, I have on Wednesday, May 12th, I have the Golden Knights over the Sharks. My bold prediction was actually going to be that Minnesota jumps Colorado and finishes second in the West. Um, I decided to change that at the last second, but I'm going to go with Minnesota ML on Wednesday night against St. Louis. May 12th, Wizards Hawks, Russ Double Double. Shocking, right? That's crazy. <laughs> what? Yeah. Okay. Quadruple double. All right. Well, that does it for episode 22 of the Nothing But Controversy podcast. Thanks for sticking around. As always, go, uh, go give this uh, video a little like. We'll subscribe. Share. Comment. Go share it around. You know, go to Instagram. Go follow us. And uh, what will happen? You know, if you give this video a like, and especially if you give it a comment, Shane will give you a big smooch. I'm in your address.